It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. The FT. Welcome to the FT Big Read, a weekly podcast featuring the best of our long-form reporting from around the world. I'm Frederick Studeman, the comment and analysis editor, and this week I'm presenting the FT's Person of the Year, the German Chancellor Angela Merkel. Ms Merkel's refugees' welcome message transformed her in the eyes of the world from a cautious, pragmatic leader to a bold one, willing to act on her convictions. However, much of the initial euphoria that greeted her offer of asylum has dissipated, and her efforts may yet fail. But they will define her legacy, says Stefan Wagstahl, our chief Germany correspondent, in this profile. Days after returning from difficult negotiations over a third Greek debt bailout, Angela Merkel met a group of schoolchildren in the northern German city of Rostock. With the cameras rolling, a 14-year-old Palestinian girl named Reem Sawil told Ms Merkel that she feared being sent back to a refugee camp in Lebanon if her family's asylum application was rejected. In perfect German, she told Ms Merkel, I don't know what my future looks like as long as I don't know if I can stay. I'd like to go to college. That is really a goal I'd like to achieve. Ms Merkel responded with a lesson in political realities. She said, We can't just say you can all come and all of you in Africa can come. We can't manage that. Ms. Sawil broke down in tears. A video of the moment went viral, leaving an impression that the German Chancellor could be cold, even mean. Yet only a few weeks later, the woman who had failed to console one refugee was embracing hundreds of thousands. Instead of jumping to protect Germany's frontiers from a wave of Syrian refugees, as many Conservatives had wanted, she pledged to shelter anyone from the war-torn country. Her refugees' welcome message spread like wildfire. On social media, Syrians shared images of Ms Merkel bearing the words, We love you. A burst of euphoria broke out with Germans rushing to help the influx of refugees. In a matter of weeks, Ms Merkel had been transformed in the eyes of the world and her fellow Germans. The cautious, step-by-step Chancellor, who had led Germany for a decade, was gone, replaced by a politician with bold convictions. It was a big gambit and it is far from clear whether it will pay off. If it does, however, it will cement her reputation as one of Germany's great chancellors. By keeping Europe's doors open for more than one million, mostly Muslim refugees, Ms Merkel will leave a legacy as enduring as that of her mentor, former Chancellor Helmut Kohl, who presided over German unification and the birth of the euro. For this reason, the Financial Times has named Angela Merkel its 2015 Person of the Year. Much of the initial feeling of goodwill has worn off, and she has been the target of harsh criticism from within her own Christian Democratic Party for allowing a tide of refugees into the country. Jens Spahn, Deputy Finance Minister, says, We are living through a disruption of our state. Wolfgang Schäuble, Germany's Finance Minister, compared her to a careless skier who risked causing an avalanche. So why did a politician known for her caution make a decision that could consume her? 
Allies say the 61-year-old Chancellor was driven by her Christian principles, belief in the positive effects of migration and concern that the crisis could tear Europe apart. To her supporters, this is strong moral leadership at a time when most global politics is dominated by short-term calculation. But to her critics, she has been rash, arrogant and self-righteous. The truth is different, says a close aide. She is neither the white witch nor Mother Teresa. Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban, a vocal opponent of the refugee policy, has accused Ms Merkel of moral imperialism. He meant it as an insult. But for the Chancellor, it was unintended praise. She is seeking to impose her values and has said as much. If we now have to start apologising for showing a friendly face in response to emergency situations, then this is not my country. Biographers trace her famous prudence back to her upbringing in communist East Germany, where her Lutheran pastor father encouraged his children to think freely but keep their opinions to themselves. The Chancellor once said, Learning to keep quiet was a great advantage in the DDR period. She played by the rules, working hard at school, joining the Free German Youth, the young communists in eastern Germany, and mastering Russian, unlike some students who did poorly in the language as a protest against Soviet rule. Her Stasi, or Secret Service report, noted that she saw the Soviet Union as a dictator, but was enthused by Russian language and culture. Stefan Cornelius, a biographer, writes that much of the mystery about Ms Merkel lies in the 35 years she spent in this, quote, completely alien other world. When the Berlin Wall came down in 1989, she did not rush to the western half of the city, but kept an appointment to accompany a friend to the sauna. However, she went over west a few hours later, and again the following day. She later said, The yearning for freedom cannot be contained by walls for long. Like many East Germans, she relished the newfound freedom to travel, having only made one trip to the West as an adult. Unlike others, she did not devote herself to touring the world. She was also a woman in a hurry. After years as a professional physicist, she leapt into politics. Within months, she was a government spokesperson, and soon afterwards a minister in Mr. Cole's cabinet. And she was ruthless. When Mr. Cole became embroiled in a party funding scandal, she turned on her mentor and grabbed his job as party leader. Later, she rediscovered the virtues of prudence. She ran for Chancellor in 2005 against the unpopular incumbent, Social Democrat Gerhard Schröder, on a platform urging liberal economic reforms. She almost lost, and vowed never again to run ahead of her voters. Instead, she consolidated power by pushing her Conservative Party bloc into the middle ground and winning three elections. Her few reforms notably accelerating the phase-out of nuclear power in the wake of Japan's Fukushima disaster, meshed with public opinion. Ms Merkel has been doggedly patient in dealing with the biggest recent threat to European security, the re-emergence of Russia. She has talked for hours to President Vladimir Putin in Russian, even as other Western leaders shunned him over his annexation of Crimea. She has managed to contain the Ukraine conflict and keep the EU united on economic sanctions against Russia. In the Eurozone crisis, she provoked international criticism with her tough approach to Greece and other indebted states, though her party wanted the Chancellor to take a harder line. In Southern Europe, she was condemned as an overbearing debt collector, but much of Northern Europe and the German public backed her stance. All the while, she took care not to disturb the well-upholstered lifestyles of German voters, 
Largely avoiding her pre-2005 liberal rhetoric, Ms Merkel developed a way of reassuring the public by saying as little as possible, and thus a new verb was born, Merkeln, to do nothing, to give no opinion. But behind the scenes, she was tireless and detail-orientated. During the Ukraine conflict, she pored over military maps. With Greece, she dug into the rotten pension system and went through it line by line with Greek Premier Alexis Tsipras. The Chancery hums with her ideas, delivered in conversations or in handwritten margin notes on official papers. This is a top-down administration. She wields power with the cold-bloodedness she once applied to Mr Cole. This year she sidelined her loyal aide Thomas de Maizière after his apparent failure to respond fast enough to the migration crisis. A Christian Democrat MP says she knows how to use the political knife. The Chancellor is well informed. Her daily media briefing runs to at least a hundred pages, and an unashamed intellectual, delighting in clever companies such as that of Neil McGregor, the British Museum's outgoing director. For her 50th birthday party, she arranged a neuroscience lecture, but she also enjoys lighter fare, such as the British TV show Midsummer Murders. She relaxes in a holiday cottage in northeastern Germany. She likes to cook, especially local dishes such as beef roulade. Summer holidays are spent walking in the Dolomites. In the winter, she goes cross-country skiing in Saint Moritz. Her companion is her husband, Joachim Zauer, a fellow scientist who she met in the 1980s. She had split from her first husband, Ulrich Merkel, another scientist, whose name she still carries. Ms Merkel rarely speaks publicly about religion, though a cross sits in her chancery office. She made an exception, however, when she was confronted in September at a student gathering in Bern, the Swiss capital. Asked whether she was concerned that her policies would Islamicize Europe, she urged Christians to stop blaming Muslims and show the strength of their beliefs, saying, Let us have the courage to say that we are Christian. Let us have the courage to say that we will go into a dialogue with Muslims. The Chancellor once criticised multiculturalism, but today she praises migrants, not only for their economic contribution, but also their role in enriching German cultural life, as she puts it. Knowing that a fifth of the Germans are first or second generation immigrants, she is pushing the nation to be more inclusive. Thomas Schmidt, political editor of Die Welt, says she seeks a new, different, more colourful, ever less homogenous and fairly rugged republic. Ms Merkel was inspired by the sight of German volunteers helping refugees. Some say she saw a chance for Germany to show a gentler face than as the taskmaster of the Eurozone crisis and to pull the country further from its Nazi past. She is also perhaps capitalising on a growing national confidence born in the increasing distance from 1945, economic expansion and cultural successes ranging from the hosting of the 2006 World Cup to cool Berlin. We can do it, she has said repeatedly in the crises, echoing Barack Obama's, yes we can. But as the threats to the stability of the EU, especially the Schengen free travel zone, have mounted, another motive has come to the fore, protecting European unity. During the Greek crisis, Ms Merkel repeatedly said, if the euro fails, Europe fails. Of the refugee crisis, she says, it is no exaggeration to see this task as a historic test of Europe. As a child of the DDR, she sees herself as a beneficiary of the openness that came with the end of the Cold War. She would hate to be the Chancellor who watched the EU lurch backwards. A German diplomat says, she feels it's her duty to make the union work, if it doesn't work, it is the end of Europe as we know it. Berlin has channelled its growing power through the EU, 
often in lockstep with Paris. However, with France weakened and Britain looking inwards, the EU may no longer fulfil Germany's hopes. For Miss Merkel, closing Germany's borders to refugees was never practical. Border guards could not be seen using force, but then how could they stop the migrants? A government official says it was a calculation. Ms Merkel has also pursued pragmatic solutions, toughening Germany's asylum rules and cutting cash benefits. She is seeking a way to redistribute refugees from countries bearing the brunt, including Greece, Italy, Germany, Sweden, Austria, to other member states, and she is crafting a deal with Turkey to staunch flows. So far, though, she has failed to stop the tide. The latest German numbers for the year show 965,000 refugee arrivals by the end of November, putting the country on track for more than 1 million for 2015. That's five times more than last year. Members of her Conservative Christian Democrat and Christian Social Union bloc say she may have only weeks before she has to change tack. Support for the bloc has dipped, while the right-wing Alternative für Deutschland has gained ground to about 8%. Her party is not seeking to replace her, but many want changes, such as on border controls and refugee quotas. Says Mr Schröder, Merkel had heart, but no plan. In private, the criticism is more harsh. A Christian Democrat MP says, Perhaps she's tired after ten years. Perhaps she thinks that if she changes course she will be fundamentally weakened. Perhaps she doesn't want to admit she was wrong. Mr Schmidt says Ms Merkel's place in history hangs on the refugee crisis. If she solves it, she will be a great Chancellor. If her efforts fail... She'll be recognised for her 10 years as a crisis manager. This underestimates her impact. Her response to the refugee crisis has shaken Europe profoundly. Germany will never be the same again. For better or for worse, the cautious Miss Merkel is boldly transforming a continent. Even if she fails, she has left an indelible mark. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.